High number one dad. High number one daughter. How's it's it going? It's time for another podcast. Uh, it would be going better if it, if it were not snowing. Yeah. But I'm not going to complain given what's going on in other parts of the country with snow. Uh, did you notice the other day when we were in that store? Yeah, flashback to our last podcast. Yeah, we were talking about the Titanic and how like there's this weird disconnect between the content, the, the magnitude of the human tragedy and people's ability to just like market product uh, related to the tragedy. And we were in a bookstore and we were we were near the checkout thing and they had these Titanic tea infusers. It was like a tea steeper. Yeah, yeah it so was that... shaped like the Titanic. You filled it with tea and then you dropped it in your hot water and it sank. Yeah, well that's just further. There yeah, you go. There you go. Somebody has like no qualms about making money off that. So can yeah. I say something that's kind of related? Yeah, go ahead. So I had a um, <clears throat> romantic weekend with a lover. Yeah. And during that time... Is this stuff you want to talk about in front of your father? Yeah. Okay, go uh, ahead. When does that ever stop me? Yeah, go ahead. Um, but basically, he wanted to watch uh, this true crime show, which is unusual. Usually, I'm the one who brings stuff like that to the table. Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't like watching stuff like that. Uh, it was called Homicide Hunter. Okay. <laughs> in fact, we did spa treatments while we were watching it. What? Yeah, we were like relaxing, doing like spa stuff. Okay. He had that mask right. on and everything. Anyway... <laughs> All right, this this image. You had the cucumber um, peppermint mask. So you you were wearing. You're doing, we had our pink fuzzy spa headbands. And you were wearing the cucumber Snoopy, masks, and you're watching Snoopy something bathrobe, about foot what? masks. What was the show about? Homicide Hunter. Oh, okay. And he he wanted to watch it anyway. Okay. So we were watching, and then he said, "Hey, why don't you go make popcorn? Because I want some popcorn." And I said, okay, so, you know, it's like we started the episode, we pause it, and I go to okay. make the popcorn. And so I'm in the kitchen um, making it, and I kind of thought to myself, like, in the, in a similar way to what you were saying about the Titanic calendar, yeah, how totally effed up is that? That, like, this is, like, some gruesome murder that this family was devastated about. Right. And... We're getting all excited making popcorn. <laughs> it's an entertainment. You're an nice Yeah, it's like that. There is the, like that. It's going to accompany a spa treatment. That's right? it's like fun yeah. for us, but you know, yeah. to somebody that's like a, a horrible tragedy. Right. I mean, and and then uh, alternately, there's someone who's looking at the numbers around that, wondering about the ratings and did they present this in a gruesome enough, interesting enough way that they garnered the ratings they need yeah. uh, to get the advertising do dollars. You're not into true crime stuff? I'm not really. It's, it's, if I'm going to sit down at the end of the day, it's like for me, uh, TV and stuff like that, it's all about escapism. Left to my own devices. It's yeah. like last night I was watching Curse of Oak Island. And then, and then I watched some other, listened to some other thing about uh, on, on my laptop about the earth being hollow. Mm -hmm. The hollow earth theory. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the people who say the earth is flat? Well, I was just about to say that, that that's like two steps behind or ahead i don't know how, how to describe it uh, uh to the uh flat earth theory but there i i mean i fell asleep so, <laughs> so it I couldn't have been that compelling yeah. well i mean i've tried to listen to it several times and i keep falling asleep but it's also that i'm like doing this at 2 30 in the morning yeah and uh so i'm not exactly sure what they're saying but there have been i've heard some of these stories about the fact that uh, you know at the North Pole or something, there's some entrance 
to to the center of the the, the Earth is really hollow. It's like the people who say the so moon is a, a spacecraft, that like the moon the... isn't real. Have so... you heard that? Yeah. Yeah, and that it's that's actually hollow, and uh, there's uh, it's a cardboard cutout. There's stuff going on that they just inside hold up there. there. <laughs> yeah, that we don't we don't know about. Oh, really? It's like the. Well, it's an alien spacecraft. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they parked it in orbit about the Earth. <laughs> But. And we don't know anything. That's like when Nana used to say that she hates when they just stop the plane up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother. We never talked about that before. No, I don't think so. Yeah, my mother. She she was not possessed of uh, complete understanding of of flight. The, aerodynamics. Yeah, the aerodynamics. And you know when you're about to land and the and the, the you really can feel the deceleration of the plane. Yeah. When they're preparing for landing and they lower those flaps, you feel that. Yeah. Uh, if you feel that resistance. And she thought that, I didn't realize this until we were having a conversation about it once. She thought they actually stopped the plane <laughs> and it was motionless in midair. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Because what exactly did she say to you? She said that she hates that, she, she hated landing. And I said, well, what part of the landing do you hate? And she said to me, well, I hate when they stop the plane in the air. And I said, well, what do you mean? And, and she said, well, then it just stops and you're like up there and the plane's not moving anymore. <laughs> and I had to explain to her, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. And I said, but you can't stop the plane because then the plane would just plummet. And uh, But my mother, you know. The, the nuts, I still love, I don't know if we've talked about this on a podcast. The flight were not... I also love Disney. when she what she said about the Disney character when he was like the guy in the suit did something bad and she yeah. couldn't disconnect the she couldn't right. like separate an actor from the character. Right. Now see, I thought that was unusual because my mother was really into Disney yeah. and she did have trouble disconnecting like the reality from the fantasy because the actor who was playing Pinocchio yeah. I guess roughed up some kid. <laughs> It was an important case, and it caused them to change their way of dealing with those things down there. You couldn't, like, the actors all, like, they started putting up ropes and stuff. So if you wanted to shake hands with Pinocchio, there were people around Pinocchio who they moderated. The, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like going to see Santa. But right. back in the old days, people just walked through there with costumes on and got mobbed. Well, some of them still do. And I guess this guy, he lost his patience, and he threw some kid against the wall or something. Oh and when this, my mother was very defensive about Disney. and Wasn't it Peter Pan? It was Pinocchio. Oh, it was Pinocchio? And, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and I was talking to her about it and in similar fashion, like to the plane story, she said to me, well, you know how Pinocchio is. He can be really unruly uh, and, and or whatever she said. I, I said, but that's, a guy in a suit. <laughs> and we sort of had that thing where... Did she like, acknowledge it? Yeah, we kind of... We had this, like, uncomfortable, like, silence. Then we moved on to something else because I either, A, she didn't want to think about it or she hadn't thought about it up to that point. Her inability to separate the fantasy from the reality is not that is not that unusual because... I was reading about Gilligan's Island, mm -hmm. and Sherwood Schwartz reports that in the first season that show aired, that the uh, 
production company used to get letters from people where the people were saying, why don't you get these people off the island? Yeah. You know where they You're are. You're exploiting them. Yeah, why don't you <laughs> give the coordinates to the Coast Guard and get them rescued? And, okay, maybe some of that is a joke, but I believe that not all of it was oh, a no. joke. That well, look at all confused. those actors who get death threats because they play characters on TV. Right, there's another example of that kind of confusion. That kid who played King Joffrey had to delete his social media because he got so many death threats and everything. Right, I remember seeing a movie uh, and then talking to somebody at my job about it the next day, and it involved like human sacrifice in the jungles of... Uh, it, it was a historical film about uh, the Inca. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, how do you think they got that footage? I said, what footage? And he said, the footage of them killing those people. Wasn't that amazing? And he was, he seemed like not aware that it wasn't real. I didn't. That it was like reenacted? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, so, but I mean, he was so sincere when he was talking to me about it. I just said, I, I don't know. You yeah. Know, I, I don't know. Just, like, they're all actors. Their names are in the credits, right? Uh, but, yeah, so people do have that. There, There is that capacity, that ability to become confused. But I think we, on a certain level, that I has... I won't begin to tell you about the letters that I had to read when I was... Oh, when you worked at, on... It's on the CBS lot. Yeah. Because the oh, letters well. you get from people are pretty... Uh, yeah. That that was a good lesson in terms of distorted reality and things like that. But isn't it true that it's just a magnification that you need to be able to, I mean, all of us do that to some degree. A lot of the way painting and literature and movies work, it's, it, it's based on the person's desire to believe, right? You want to believe that that stuff is real. You're watching something in a movie and it's like high tension. You're feeling that. It's so weird. Even though on a certain level you know it can't be true. Right. It's like when you and I were in that 3D ride and we were on that roller coaster. Remember we were at Universal? Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's like you saying. know it's not real, but it's like at the same time you're believing that it's real on another level. Right. And I think that's working all the time for people. Like I've told you that story about that guy who was trying to sell this car, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was in the restaurant business and for, for a while. I and, love this story. Yeah. And one of my employees came in and asked if he could hang up a sign in the restaurant because he was selling a car, and it was nothing special. You know, it's an older older model car. We're going back now into the 19, late 80s. Uh, so I said, sure, you can hang, hang the sign up. And he puts the sign up, and he gets a few inquiries from customers about the car. And uh, But at a certain point, we, there were phone booths everywhere back in those days. So there's a phone booth across the street from the restaurant. And I said, well, I'm going to step out for a minute. And I took a quarter, and I called the restaurant. And I asked, because he asked if he could put the number of the restaurant on these flyers, because he's there most of the day. Mm-hmm. And it, again, I capitalized on his willingness to believe, because I asked for him. Didn't really disguise my voice all that much. I'm standing in the phone booth across from the restaurant, so you can see me clearly in the phone booth. And he picks up the phone and I said, well, I'm interested in uh, buying this car that uh, I saw uh, posted in uh, the restaurant. I gave the name of the restaurant. And uh, he said, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I said, well, I, my, my first problem is with the price of the car. 
and and he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, that, I think it was asking like $1,500 for it. I said, yeah, I absolutely refuse to pay $1,500. Now, this guy, he was not the most polished guy in the world. Yeah. So the next thing that came out of his mouth was, listen, buddy. And I cut him off immediately. And I said, $1,500 is much too low for that kind of a vehicle. I said, I wouldn't be able to like buy it unless I could pay you $3,000 or more. And he like believed that he was like, he changed oh. his tone. Oh, it was beautiful because I'll never forget it. He said, oh, oh. Okay, well, yes, sir. All of a sudden, he became like completely formal. He went from, listen, buddy, and you could, because he was kind of like, he was that kind of a person. He would get in fights a lot. And uh, so we're going on. I said, yeah. I said, because I'm familiar with these types of cars, and I don't understand why you would be charging like less than $3,000 for this. And I really would like to come down and look at the car, and uh, it, it's got to be soon. And I'm talking it up, and he's like, Oh, sure. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Well, you can meet me here today. At a certain point, I just said, uh, I, I used his name. I said, uh, I'll, I'll say his name was Frank. I said, <laughs> I said Frank, uh, look at the phone booth across the street for a minute. And he looks up and he sees me in there waving. Yeah. And, you uh, were across the street? I was like really like very close because it was a very <laughs> short street, the narrow street. <laughs> and you could see me the entire time that yeah. this was going because I was watching him right, through the big right. windows in the restaurant because <laughs> it was a coffee shop st yeah. style thing. And uh, yeah, and it, it was great. And I said, you know, and I was joking around. And I said, you know, now get, get, to, get, get back to work, you was asshole. Was he mad? Uh, and he, oh, he was like, what the... He's like yelling at me through the phone and everything. And uh, when I came back into the, into the restaurant, it was so funny because uh, I said, you really think people, somebody was going to pay you $3,000 without his shit? <laughs> but he completely was uh, all... Suspension of disbelief. Right. There it was. Yeah. I was across the street. Mm -hmm. I'm using pretty much my usual voice. But it's the thing he wants to hear. He's ready to believe that he's going to get that money for that car. You're a great prankster. Yeah, we used to do a lot of that. You yeah. have so many great prank stories, yeah. pranks you pulled. Yeah. Are you willing to share the phone prank you did when you were a kid? Oh, when... For the golf clubs? Well, that, yeah. Now, see, that was... A, that, that, like, was definitely another time period where there was more immediacy in the in the in the in the interaction with the television because like we had a TV and it had like five or six channels right and periodically the local public broadcasting channel would go into a fundraising mode right and this would go on and on I mean it wasn't they do you like don't a telephone you don't have that anymore today but I mean there you you would just see this bank of telephones with people staffing it and the phones ringing Sure. And they were on their fundraiser, their annual fundraiser, and people would donate stuff. So I'm sitting at my buddy's house one day, and we're watching this, and we get this great idea. We said, let's donate a load of money in the name of our school. Uh, and you use, use the, the principal's principal. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to use now, his name. Now, did you name. like the principal? No. <laughs> Who likes the principal of their school when they're in high school? The pr I liked the principal you of did? my high school, yeah. yeah. You went to a, that was a totally different thing. So anyway, okay. we ran, because we're worried about like Trace on the phone and everything, we run out to this phone booth. You use the phone booth. We use their phone booth. They and didn't we, have caller ID though. 
I know. We were, we were worried. You know, you'd watch Columbo, they'd be tracing the phone or whatever. Okay. Or Mannix or whatever those shows were. So anyway, we run to the phone booth, which is a couple of blocks away from this house. Mm-hmm. And we put in a bid for something. I don't know what we bid on the first time. We run all the way back to his house. His mother's like, what's going on? And why are you guys watching that? Oh, we're just, you know, we like the fundraising. And so the thing comes up. This is it. This is it. We're going to hear them say the principal's name that he now owes them money. And we're hoping he's watching. Right. Right. But he got outbid, right? We got outbid. So we're like totally pissed off. So, Okay. The next thing we're going to bid on is these, it was, they were golf passes. I think it was to this Pleasant Valley golf pass. It was like a $200 item. So I said, all right, let's just bid so high that no one's going to outbid us. So we bid, we run back to the phone booth, throw more quarters in, we're calling up. Uh, we bid $2,500 for this Pleasant Valley Golf So it's the 10 times as yeah. much as they're worth? Yeah, and we used his name. You did this probably so no one else was going right. to outbid you. And we gave the number of the phone booth as the callback number because you had to wait for them to call back to confirm. Okay. Because you had to give a phone number. And they but you didn't back. have to give any sort of credit card number, bank no. number, anything? No, what they would do, I guess, is uh, uh, send you... Uh, uh, a bill? A, 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 yeah, payment. Thing and you well, I can understand why the they mail. don't use this method anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you have your time, but we're going back to the 70s, yeah. right? It was primitive. You weren't going to be like Venmo. Is that what you guys call that? You weren't going <laughs> to no, be No, I know, but you could still take someone's like, information over the phone. Credit cards weren't in widespread use. All right. A lot of people didn't have credit. There was no okay, bank okay, card. Okay. All right, so anyway. Because right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going off the thing. Anyway, so we give the address of the school mm-hmm. so they can send the payment thing. Okay. The phone number of the phone booth. Okay. Because we have to wait for them to call back to confirm. Okay. Right? And then we run back to the house again. So his mother is like, what the hell is going on? Because it's like 10 o'clock at night now on a Saturday. Like, what are we doing anyway? Uh, doing this stuff. So we're sitting, waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, they come up with the like Pleasant Valley golf pass. And the guys over there. Uh, we, I went, we have a special announcement. We have a high bid, a high bid on the Pleasant Valley Golf Passes, <laughs> and they give the principal's name, and, uh, you know. They're praising him? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great, and we're, we're just, like, going crazy, and, and his, his, his mom Now, do you think that he was watching? We that? were hoping, so imagine, like, the shock, that's what we kept doing, we kept imitating him. This is how little we had to do. Yeah. Watching the TV. Like he's, oh, it's been a long day. I'll sit down and watch some TV. And then like he finds out he's in the tank for $2,500. Well, I don't think he, he probably didn't really pay. You think he actually paid? No, but I mean, he got the, I'm sure they Was sent. Was salary from the high school I, high enough? I, could... Back in those days, I mean, you're going back to think of like. Inflation twenty five hundred back in those days was a lot more. You could buy a car probably right. for twenty five hundred, and he's spending it on a golf bat. Now, why didn't you don't think the people at this channel like might have questioned why a high school principal is putting out that much money? I mean, it's I not know. like Warren Buffett's calling. I don't know, but they announced it on the on the television. I mean, you know, for us, 
that was like but a But don't high you point. think there's some suspension of disbelief on the part of those people? Right, too? since we're on that theme. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. like, hey, it's just like the the guy <laughs> we'll at the restaurant. Save the money. It's like, what? Twenty five hundred dollars for this two hundred dollar thing? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean we used to do a fair amount of stuff like that. I love those stories. Yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore because well, A, no, there are no more phone booths. You'd have to give the credit card number. Right, and also just like doing that stuff. I mean, we used to make great use of the fact that you could run out and use a phone booth. To... I think there's probably still some, though, around the city. Yeah, very few. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and, and there was no caller ID or anything like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what I was doing. I had a flashback to something, but it's not entirely related. Yeah, go ahead. But our old answering machine. Oh, that was great. The worst thing that I ever have done in my life that was, was accidentally deleting, erasing yeah. that answering machine. We had an answering machine back in my old apartment. You were this in middle so school, long right? Ago. And it had the tapes. It, it had it's a like tape. It's like 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and it would actually tape record the message for you and then when you got home at the end of the day you had to rewind it and play all the messages and we used to but for some reason you could save them it would start in the next blank section or so i don't know how but it kept we kept saving it right right and right. we used to get the best phone calls i don't know what it was about that, that number. phone number but it wasn't even like the same wrong number that like it wasn't the people calling same the same people. location if people were calling all sorts of different people, and for whatever reason, these all these messages ended up on our answering right. machine. Right. Who was your favorite person who called? Because there were people who called multiple times. Um, they, there was the woman. <laughs> there were. There was the woman who called the, at the supermarket. There was. The... <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I was talking about the supermarket. Remember, she was calling about she, the. Oh, she was. She, she thought she was calling a restaurant. No, there was a supermarket. A woman calling a supermarket. Remember, she was looking for the heads of lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That woman. And you too, were but... gonna call. You wanted to call her back and pretend to be like the Department of Health. <laughs> well, there was the woman who was calling the rest. She thought it was a restaurant. She wanted. Wanted. She kept ordering Order. trays of uh, eggplant parm. There was that woman. Um, Tell them about Abby. Abby, this oh poor older woman. She kept calling, and. <laughs> She was looking for Abby, right? She left so many messages. And she was, what was her name? Do you remember? I don't know. Abby, Dorothy. this is Dor Dorothy. Dorothy. What Something. says Dorothy? Yeah. Uh, how are you? I haven't heard from you I'm in such a long time. I'm worried about you, Abby. And she's not hearing from Abby because she's got our phone number, right? Now, me, I'm... You wanted to call back and tell her Abby was dead. <laughs> It was one of my darker moments, I'll admit. You but, wanted to call and say, but it was been dead of, for five weeks. <laughs> this is Abby's son. <laughs> what an awful... That is she, so awful. The cats, the cats ate her. I don't you know. You know, you're... <laughs> but, you're losing your wholesome image that you worked so hard to Well, come on. Up. We're going back always. Anyway, I, I've had my dark moments, but I, you, you were ruined it. You were so you mad You ruined it because you called her. I, well, I felt bad for her. No, I that know. was her you, friend. You, you, were, you were good. I and called her. I says, this is Dorothy. Hello? Yeah. Hi, you've been calling looking for Abby. This isn't Abby's phone number. She was so thankful. She was thankful, yeah. You and you were mad. Right you were so angry. Well, you're right, what did you do that for? Well, I wasn't very happy in my job and everything. And part of like <laughs> what made for a little decompression was I'd come home so and that play those messages. You were going to sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope she found Abby. 
Doesn't sound like things might have been too good for Abby. Yeah. I don't know. And why was... didn't Abby call her? If they were such good friends, why didn't Abby at some point call yeah, her? That's what Abby I'd like to know. Abby didn't even exist. Maybe she just like imagined Abby. I don't know. But then there um, was there was the press. There was the woman who kept calling, <laughs> thinking that we were a restaurant, and she was remember? angry. Remember? Do you remember the woman who called? And she was calling because she wanted her, what Money was it, her in. husband. <laughs> her son was coming to use her, stay at her place. And she was calling the neighbor. She thought she was calling the neighbor. She wanted her money hidden. Her checkbook <laughs> and all her cash, she wanted taken out of the house before her son got there. <laughs> and then there was the woman she was calling, the husband's kids or something. Remember yeah, that? She yeah, had yeah, an evil she, laugh. Yeah, yeah, she was planning some kind of a... Uh, <laughs> oh, it was the Christmas thing, remember? She, yeah, there was a lot going oh, down. And we remember saved we them came all. home and there was that weird message where it was just beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> remember there was that like a, we, we thought it was aliens. Aliens, yeah. yeah all yeah. of us was this funny beeping sound that went on and on oh. and on. And you're like wondering, well, like, well, what's that? Like, who called? We had like a magic. It was like a, it was like a supernatural magical yeah. answering machine. It was really weird, and 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 we used to be able to sit there. And play that whole tape. And we'd be killing like ourselves every day. laughing. Remember? Every day I came to your house, we rewinded it, we played the whole thing. I can still remember, like, the guy who owned the restaurant, his name was Dominic. Because yeah, the woman is like, was... Dominic, why aren't you answering your phone? <laughs> I, I want to order eggplant, eggplant parm for Friday. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. And then I, like, I, I wanted... felt like the solace that I had when I accidentally erased the whole tape, was I said, well, we get new messages on here every day, so they'll just reaccumulate, and then we never got any again. Yeah, that was the end of it, for some reason. I think that was like a divine gift. That was really weird, though. Or that we'd like tapped into another dimension or something. Yeah, something weird was going on, because there were just too many random people calling and leaving messages, right? Yeah, like if it were a prank, that was like extremely elaborate. Yeah. Because there were different people in there every day. I was going to call the woman up who thought that it was a restaurant and tell her that I was from the Board of Health, right? I and said that already. You did, You yeah. said that about the supermarket, too, that they yeah, had red yeah. dead rats and the yeah. lettuce and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever tell that story on a podcast of Nana buying you the cereal? Yeah, no, that's a good story. That was the one deciding criteria for the cereal you were going to get. Was you mm -hmm. ran down the aisle and you looked at all the available free toys that were inside. Now they don't put the free toys in because people eat them. Yeah. used huge lawsuit for the company but yeah and my mother would that was the one thing because my mom was in the old mode and we'd go shopping like once every two weeks or something so there'd be a, a goddamn mountain of groceries I used to hate it uh, two carriage loads and then we'd all go back to the house um, do you have to help her like bring it in oh and put it yeah, away? yeah yeah all the things and, and yeah it, would it was just a major under you ask why I shop every day even in the call the trauma pandemic. of having yeah, to put away Yeah, it's like I just want to go in a supermarket, buy two things and leave. Yeah. I don't want to go home and be emptying out the cab and it's, it was just horrible. So anyway, uh, we that was the one consolation was we each got to go down to the cereal aisle and pick the cereal out. I don't think once I ever picked a cereal out on the basis of my thinking it was palatable. It was all about whatever the toy was. And then as soon as we got home and all the shopping was put away, my mother would ask me in the supermarket, you're going to eat this, right? And I'd say, sure, yeah, I'm going to eat this. It's like, you know, Captain whatever, or, you know, Outer Space Crunch. They, I, back in those days, it was a different cereal every week. Okay. And they just stick some toys in it and yeah. whatever. Um, so we'd get home. After she was done putting all the shopping away, 
I would pound her to get the toy out of the cereal. So she would take a big mixing bowl. Yeah, she'd have to pour the, the cereal out. the whole contents of the cereal out. Give me the toy. No toy you're going to get in a box of cereal. Is worth it. Is going to be anything you're going to be using 10 minutes after you get it <laughs> out of the box of cereal. So I'd get this thing, you know, whatever, secret decoding thing, padlock, you know, there'd be a combination lock made out of plastic. and None of it was, you know, rocket ship with a rubber band on it. You'd shoot it. It would go a few inches in the air. So the next morning... She'd pour the cereal out and you taste it and it's shit's disgusting. You know, I'm not <laughs> eating this. And my mother would be like, be furious. It's like, you're going to eat that because I bought that. And she'd be forcing you to eat it and the stuff would be disgusting. Just horrible. You know, like peanut butter, peppermint. Cotton candy. Yeah, awful <laughs> crap. And, and, but back in those days, they had no standards. I mean, one thing they did use was real sugar. But everything was just like, your teeth would hurt. It would, there would be so much sugar in it. And we'd go, we went through this like gyration like every few weeks and she'd do the same thing. And I actually knew that I was going to get force fed this crap or I'd be whacked around a little bit by my mom in consequence of my promising to eat the box of cereal. And I still would like opt for the toy rather than something that I knew I was going to like. Right. You take the beating for the toy? Yeah, my brother, my older brother, he was smarter. You know, he just, he was into like life cereal or whatever. Or he liked that other thing, the shredded wheat. He had um, life cereal as a kid? Yeah, and he liked shredded wheat. And he also liked that variety pack. Because my mother would let you like eat the cereal out of the box. And yeah, yeah, cut yeah, the yeah, box yeah. open and pour the milk in. Sure. But I was always going for the, uh, I, you know, the, the toy was always my thing. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that all of it, number one daughter, or is there more you'd like to cover? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, all right. Well, we will... Uh, good luck to everyone dealing with the snow. Be back soon. We're trying to set up some uh, guest appearances on the Yeah, podcast. we are. We've got so some guests lined up. Yeah, other podcasters want to come on our show. I'm excited about yeah, that. That could be interesting. Yeah. A, a different perspective. Whole new world. Yes. All right. Thank all you right. for listening. Bye. Bye.